from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fans, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Here we are, the Forum for the Fans, the Bleed Blue Show. The Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. Getting ready for the blues. It can mean a couple of things. Uh, are we ready to overreact over the last couple of games versus the Penguins over the weekend on Saturday and then the next night versus the Canucks? And also, it could also mean by the time you listen to this episode, either live here tonight or uh, sometime on Wednesday and throughout the week, ready for the St. Louis Blues, all right? The St. Louis Blues, who are playing fantastic hockey. Uh, coming to the Rangers, so we can talk about that matchup as well in upcoming games, man. Uh, let, let, let's see. Uh, this is an interesting uh, episode for the fact that where we, la- uh, where we last left off about offense versus defense, what the Rangers need, and speaking of need, the uh, deadline, the NHL trade deadline in a few weeks. So we have enough time to cover that between now and the trade deadline in the middle of March, but nonetheless, so we were off to a good start. Very, very, very solid win over the Capitals. Very solid win over the Capitals, winning over the Capitals. See, Saturday's game was a a benchmark game as well. Um, It was about where did the Rangers stand against a hot team in the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it was pretty much an even game. It was a very good game, and sometimes – a game like that where one slight of a mistake, and to me it was, it was on Rooney and Fox on the on the penalty kill, which the PK has been fantastic. Something had to give, and uh, Chris Letang found Evelyn Malkin for the goal, and that was the only goal that was needed to propel the Penguins for a win on Saturday. But the letdown of all letdowns versus the Vancouver Canucks, who have swept the Rangers this year, a 2 nothing sweep. Uh, Gorgiev was in net, and we already knew that was going to happen on a back-to-back. And then Rangers had showed no life whatsoever. I I was just, you know, I, I went to my shows at that point. It's sad because, you know, the Rangers need to win and, and accumulate two-point wins as much as they can in a competitive division. But we're going to talk about it with the guys, man, and get their thoughts on how they looked at the last three games versus the Capitals, versus the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and the Vancouver Canucks. And then also, are they ready for the Blues? Are they ready to overreact? Or maybe they're on par as far as the back-to-back losses, as well as getting ready for a big-time matchup versus the St. Louis Blues. Glenn, we got you. Scott, we got you. Glenn, say hello to the people real quick. How you doing? Just say hello, and then we'll, we'll lead off with you. Same thing with Scott after that. Hello, uh, happy to be back for another Tuesday, discuss the uh, last week in the Rangers and the coming week, and uh, yeah, like you described, Steve, it was kind of, uh, Rangers kind of got on the down escalator, uh, started up on, on one floor and ended up one floor below by, by Sunday, so we'll talk about it. Yes, sir, we'll talk about it, shout out to Glenn, thank you very much, and Scott, man, what's going on, get your thoughts real quick, say hello to the people, man. Good evening, gentlemen, happy Batman week. <laughs> Happy Batman week. That is that is yes. that is that. 
Yes, um, there is a new movie opening this weekend. I have my tickets, and I am stoked. Uh, that being said, this is a Ranger show, so I'm going to cut myself off there before I get out of hand. Real, real quick, Evan, <laughs> what's your thoughts on the, on the Batman movie? You know we talk shows on here, man. What's your thoughts real quick before we can let off uh, with Glenn on hockey? All right. Well, uh, all uh, you know, all of uh, what Marvel's Marvel's last fifteen years of masterpiece aside, Batman is my one and only uh, number one. He is, uh, you know, he's my favorite superhero. So th- this movie looks absolutely incredible. Like they're starting completely over. Everybody's, of course, uh, skeptical of Robert Pattinson, but if you haven't seen him in anything since Twilight, trust me, this kid can act. A movie called The Lighthouse with uh, Willem Dafoe, excellent. Uh, so I'm really excited about this. They're going for obviously a, a dark and violent uh, Dark Knight, not the uh, not not the campy George Clooney '90s crap. <laughs> so uh, you know, more similar to what we just saw. So I'm really excited. This movie looks really good. You've got. Uh, um, the dude who plays Riddler, I forgot who it is, but uh, just a different take. Like, like basically, they, they they modeled him after the Zodiac Killer, is what they're doing. So, if you haven't seen any of the trailers, check it out. It looks really, really good. And I will be going bright and early Saturday morning. All right. So, I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> cool. What, 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 um, yeah. What, what, interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, well, interesting last couple days. Um, <laughs> I wasn't upset with the Pittsburgh game. I think they played well. I think they were the better team. Um, they just ran into a, uh, you know, a really good hot goalie in, in Jared. I mean, he played, he played great, had some great saves. So, you know, I came out of that one thinking, like, well, yeah, it sucks, but and whatever. But then they followed it up with an absolute stinker uh, against Vancouver. So just – really reinforces what we've been scared about and complaining about the last, you know, month is this, this lack of a five on five scoring, um, you know, either one of those games, you know, just, you know, as separate them. One was a great effort. Uh, the other was a terrible effort, but again, they, they, they combine into what we've been seeing for weeks now. Uh, just, you know, whether, whether there's a good effort or a lack of effort, it's just not, neither one is really resulting in a lot of goals. Uh, five on five, mm-hmm. of course. So, uh, you know, that's that's a problem. I'm sure we're gonna, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in depth because we've been talking about that for weeks and it's not changing. All right, Glenn, let's let's get right on it, man. Um, what's your thoughts between you had to be thrilled after what we did to the Capitals, and then go from that to okay, a very competitive game on Saturday versus the Penguins in their building. And then take your uh, your thoughts and your emotions to the next night. Uh, Versus the Canucks at home. What are your thoughts on all three games? And, and we go back well, to Scott I'll just on that, throw, then I'll chime in. I'll, I'll just very quickly throw in my Batman viewpoint. Um, I grew up uh, making sure I was in front of the TV to watch the uh, Adam West, Burt Ward uh, Batman series on TV. I mean, if, if, if Scott thinks that George Clooney was campy, uh, that was really campy. But, hey, for a kid growing up, it was fun. <laughs> so I vote. I've I've always been a big Batman fan, and uh, I, I don't know who I think the the best actor has been uh, for uh, Batman in these series of movies, but uh, I've enjoyed them all. So I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, I don't have a ticket for a Saturday morning yet, but uh, hopefully I'll get there <laughs> to see it. <laughs> um, as far as getting back to hockey, yeah, I mean, you know, the Washington game was. Uh, great to see i mean i thought they really bottled up washington the entire game um i don't know if uh i don't know if ovechkin you know had other things on his mind that night it was right you know around the uh 
the stuff going on with Russia and Ukraine. And uh, I know I saw his, uh, uh, you know, his statement or his interview after, it was either after the game or practice the next day. So I don't know if maybe his head wasn't quite in the game. He didn't seem as uh, noticeable as he usually does. Uh, but, no, it was great to see. I thought the Washington game was uh, a big step. The one thing I'll say, though, is Washington's lost like seven out of their last nine. I'm starting to wonder how good they are. Um, you know, they're they're not really making a run to get into top three in the division. So, uh, you know, I, I might want to temper that a little bit and, and wonder how good Washington really is. I guess we'll see down the stretch if they can turn it on. Uh, but that was a very impressive showing by uh, Igor and by uh, the whole team as well. Um, Saturday afternoon, hey, that was a great game. It was two really good teams going head-to-head. Uh, it, it had kind of a playoff feel to it. Um, you know, Igor was great, but Jari matched him save for save. Uh Pittsburgh gets a power play by Malkin on what I thought was a pretty soft uh, penalty call, considering uh, a lot of the other stuff that they were just kind of letting go. In fact, earlier in the game, I was thinking to myself, well, they're they're letting the boys play. So, you know, this is great. Uh, And then they call that one, which I thought was pretty soft. And, you know, uh, Pittsburgh gets the goal. But, again, I thought the team played pretty well. That game could have gone either way. So I wasn't very discouraged. you know, after the Pittsburgh game, it wasn't the end of the world. Uh, we'll see them again two, three more times. And, uh, you know, I thought that uh, – I mean, the only thing that I did kind of see a little bit, Steve, is, is what you mentioned about um, Pittsburgh uh, last year uh, as far as them, uh, you know, kind of forechecking us uh, and mm-hmm. kind of finding a way to keep us from, you know, really getting any momentum going. Uh, so I think that's a continuation of what I remember you talking about last year as far as how Pittsburgh played us. But, again, you know, different coach, different players on the team. You know, we'll see how that goes, but I wasn't that discouraged. Uh, the Vancouver game, you know, I, I thought that was so hard to kind of figure out <laughs> because, again, Dempo played great. Dempo played great. Dempo, uh, you know, and he's been playing great. Vancouver is, has woken up a bit. They're they're edging into a playoff position where it looked like, you know, three, four weeks ago they were going to be, uh, you know, they weren't going to have a chance. So, I mean, they've been playing well. Demko has been playing very well. He's a, a really good under-the-radar goalie. Uh, you know, we don't hear about him much or see Vancouver on TV that often, but, um, you know, I follow everything. And, you know, he, he's he's a really good goalie. You know, they, they they played well, I thought, in the first period. They wind up down 2 nothing. I mean, if a couple of those – Demko made some great saves. If a couple of those shots went in, they could have been up or tied or, you know, whatever. Um, and for the first time – I mean, I can't say they were tired. They should have been. They played the day before in Pittsburgh. But, you know, they came alive in the third period once they got that goal – uh, you know, they had Vancouver on their heels pretty much for the rest of the game until uh, they got the empty netter. So I don't know if I could say they're tired, but it seemed like for the first time after that first period, they were kind of demoralized. They didn't have that uh, usual, you know, uh, get up and go, we'll get them in the second period. 
you know, they, they just, they seemed a little, they seemed like they weren't really playing. They weren't forechecking hard. They weren't skating hard. Uh, and to me, it was almost like attitude. It was almost like they, you know, this, this team has taken pride in falling behind and coming back. I mean, they've got a great record when they fall behind. I think one of the best in the league as far as comeback wins. Uh, but I don't know. There was just something weird about that second period that I expected them to come out flying, and and they didn't. And I don't know if it was just the the you know the fact that they played well in the first period, they went down two nothing, uh, and then it just kind of got out of hand to to the last ten minutes or fifteen minutes or so. But uh, it, it was kind of a confusing game to me. I, I don't know what to what to think of it. I don't know what to take of that. Um, you know, Vancouver's not in the playoffs, so, you know, you want to be playoffs that are not in the team. But like I said, they're edging up there. And with the the next few games that they've got coming up, I mean, St. Louis and Dallas and going to Minnesota and, you know, the Devils are always a pain in the neck. Um, and they've been scoring a lot of goals lately too. Um, so, you know, it would have been nice to grab those two points on Sunday uh, before this tough stretch that they've got going. But, didn't happen, so I'm really interested to see how they come out against St. Louis on Wednesday because St. Louis is another really good team that uh, is is making a run uh, in the standings as well, and they're going to be a tough out. Uh, whoever winds up playing them in the playoffs, so be interesting to see how uh, how they respond on Wednesday. Yeah, we we'll definitely uh, get into the game as we go back around for that. But uh, Scott, you want to continue your thoughts on the last three games? You kind of touched on it a little bit, but feel free to dive into it more. Um, yeah, you know, like, like I said, like you're allowed to have a stinker every now and then, um, but you just it just it can't have one really after you just got shut out. And again, I think we were pretty much all in agreement that the effort was there in that shutout. Um, you know, just a hot goalie, and yes, absolutely a terrible penalty, especially at that point in the game. Um, but you know, you don't really want to follow that up, you know, at home with, um, you know, a stinker like that. But that being said, you know, you can have a stinker every now and then. Even in the games, I mean, 60 minutes of solid effort has been a problem, but, you know, they're at least usually good for two periods, maybe period and a half. Uh, and, you know, up until this week, they've been finding ways to win those games. But, um I don't know. So yeah, they, they've got uh, they, they got a big stretch of, of tough games coming up, and then from from for the most part, for, from here on out, it's going to be vastly heavy division games. So hopefully, I forgot who mentioned it last week. Who used the comparison uh, like dog days of summer in baseball? Yeah, hopefully they've uh, gotten that out of your out of their system, and you know it's time to get serious. Of course, the trade watch is on now as we've got about, what, three weeks, four weeks till, till the trading deadline. Uh, so they definitely have to make a move. I think we were all pretty much unanimous there as well. But, um, you know, fresh slate. And I think I, I think I read somewhere that they've got every, uh, a game every other day now for the next, like, mm-hmm. two weeks, something like that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a <laughs> – Whatever lull they were taking, um, you know, cruise control, it's time to uh, get back on the gas. And um, I have no doubt that they will. You know, they've got to do something about the five-on-five, five, and I don't think that's just going to resolve itself without a trade. But, um, you know, it's time to put forth a better effort than they did the other day. 
Uh, and Glenn, the answer to your question is Michael Keaton is the best Batman that we've ever had. I agree, Scott. I totally agree. I agree with you. <laughs> I just wish, I mean, as great as those first two movies were, um, I just wish that he got the Christopher Nolan treatment. Like, mm-hmm. it would it, be possible to make, like, the Dark Knight trilogy with him. Uh, that would have been great. Well, obviously, yeah. you know, he's too old for that now. But he is, uh, did you hear, he is actually uh, going to be Batman again. They're making a Batgirl movie, uh, which actually is oh, pretty good. And, yeah, it's uh, it's coming out. I don't know. They say sometime before the end of the year. And it's going to be, like, you know, serious business and whatnot, like we've seen recently. And he yeah. is playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman who is in the process of, you know, handing over the reins to uh, Barbara Gordon, uh, uh, you know, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Um, right. So that's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's going he's gonna to put the cowl back on one more time. Uh, no, that's great. I, I was holding off on who I thought was the best actor until I heard from you, but I totally agree with you. He was, <laughs> he was, by, far, he was by far the best Batman. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think the best movies were the Dark Knight trilogy, but uh, I, I think he was the best, uh, the best in the cast, yeah. definitely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, gentlemen, yeah, yeah. On the Batman, um, we'll bring the reviews next Tuesday when we have the post. Well, I don't even think we're gonna have a post game next week. I think we're gonna do a live looking. I don't think I don't think we have done one all year for the Rangers. Maybe one. Uh, we'll do a live looking versus the Wild next Tuesday when we rendezvous. But as far as um, uh, the, obviously, for me, it's the, the letdown game was versus the Canucks. Even though you're going up against a hot goalie and losing in shutout fashion, one nothing to the uh, Peng- to the Penguins the day before. Uh, you want to get as many two points as possible, and I can't. You, I don't know, man. <laughs> the backup goalie situation and his issue is easy to beat up on Gorkiev, but. It's like a it's a it's like a cause and effect situation with him a lot of times. Like if he plays bad and the Rangers are flat, they don't pick up the pace with him like they do with Shosturkin. That's the issue I kind of have with uh, uh, with the Rangers and not accumulating the two points because you're chasing Carolina, you're kind of nip and tuck with the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. You got to find a way to get points. Uh, and here's the crazy thing. I'm going to go back to Glenn. The crazy thing about what I wanted to bring up with this theme, because we kind of talked about it last week as far as offenses versus defense, I think the Rangers' defense is fine, honestly. Now, I know they gave up some goals last uh, – not last night, uh, uh, Sunday versus the Canucks, but that's not versus our top goaltender. But I'm still confident that they'll get it done. The PK has been fantastic. The power play is top five in the league. I know those special team stuff, that's not even strength. I get it, Scott. And, and and I know if, if you guys want to come back around as far as talking about additions, possible moves between next week and the trade or this week and the trade deadline, I'm not going to overreact because I saw what they did in the Capitals game. And Glenn, you may have a point as far as the Capitals Capitals this year is not the same um, the same quality regular. Regular season, President's Trophy, juggernaut we're used to. I mean, they've had a long run, honestly. Maybe uh-huh. this is a setback year. Maybe this is a year they're, they're actually going to in a downward trend. But nonetheless, uh, I I like their energy versus the Capitals. And, I mean, I don't know if you could ask for a better game uh, as far as a competitive game. And it's not like they lay down 
versus Pittsburgh. Like, sometimes we've gone to Pittsburgh over the years, and they got embarrassed. I mean, literally, you know, like, like I'm, I'm ashamed to be a, a Rangers fan type of mm-hmm. uh, performances. But they competed. I mean, the shots on goal, back and forth, the the, the shorthanded attempts. I mean, I, they just, you know, they just – it really was, a, honestly, a, a letdown on the back end of the defense by Rooney and Fox that gave up the Malkin goal. That was the difference. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it happens like that. But, uh, Glenn, feel free, and we'll go back to Scott. Um, uh, are, are you worried about the offense, the even strength in particular, or you're not – I'm not really worried about it. Where do you stand on it? And Scott, after the three games, where do you stand on it? And we'll continue on this conversation and then get ready for St. Louis, uh, Jersey, uh, who we got, Winnipeg, and uh, the Wild. Hey, I, I think uh, both special teams have been fantastic this year. This is the best power play the Rangers have had in a very long time. Uh, so I'm not worried about the special teams defensively I think they've been great now you can give some credit to that for to Igor uh but hey that you know good teams that are good defensive teams have a great goalie so that's the way it goes in the game I'm not going to apologize for that um but no defensively I think they're fine I'm a little worried I'm not panicking but I'm a little worried about the five on five we've been talking about it all year um you know Capo Caco is out uh, I read he's got a cast on his on his wrist or his arm, so we don't know when he's going to come back. We don't know how he's going to be when he comes back, but he's also not going to be, you know, a savior. Um, you know, they'll put him back on the first or second line, um, but, you know, I think they're still going to have to do something more. Um, the, the second line right now, Stroll is in a little bit of a slump. Uh, Panarin is picking up the points, but he just seems – a little off. He seems like he's trying to force things. Um, I mean, Dryden Hunt. You know, I mean, that's that's a that's a tough guy to put on the right wing with uh, Strom and, and and Panarin, and you know, expect everything to work out. Uh, I think the first line is fine. I am really pleased with what I'm seeing as far as uh, Lafreniere getting used to the right wing and playing with uh, Zabanajad and Kreider. Uh, I, I think that line's going to be together. Uh, I hope that line's going to be together for quite a while because I think that's working. Uh, the chemistry seems to be there. Lafreniere seems to be more aggressive, going to the net, going into the corners. I've just really liked his game uh, the past, well, I mean, all season it seems to be getting better, but especially over the last couple of weeks since he got moved over there. Um but the five-on-five, five, I'm a little worried. I mean, I said last week, I don't even know what the third line is anymore. Um, you know, Heedle's been cut. I'm seeing – I mean, Greg McKegg is a, you know, he's a nice defensive player, role player, whatever. But, um, you know, I feel like I'm seeing too much of him. I feel like I'm seeing too much of Dryden Hunt uh, in key positions on this team. And, uh, I mean, I think with Capo Caco out, it's showing that there's a little bit of lack of, of – of depth on this team, which we've also talked about that the next man up on, on the second line is Dryden Hunt. Um, so I'm a little worried about that. One of the things that concerns me too, and I touched on it last week is, you know, teams are realizing how good our power play is. So what do you do? You don't take any penalties and the Rangers have not been getting a lot of opportunities 
in the games for the uh, power play to, to do its magic. So I think that's a little bit of the problem with the offense that they're having as well. I mean, they had gotten shut out uh, well, between the Pittsburgh game and, you know, three quarters of the, of the Vancouver game. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it was like over, over 120 minutes that they had been shut out and they didn't have a lot of play, uh, uh, didn't have a lot of power play opportunities. So, I'm getting a little worried about that as far as the playoffs go. I, you know, we've all agreed that they're probably going to make some moves, but, um, you know, like I said, special teams are great. Defense is great. Igor is great. Um, but I'm a little worried about the offense. So we'll see what uh, what they do. And that's, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now, that even when Capo come, uh, Caco comes back, you know, he's not a savior type of player. He'll help, but – you know, he's not the the guy that we're waiting to come back to to make everything better again. So, you know, we'll we'll be talking about the trade deadline over the next couple of weeks, and uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of names out there, a lot of different types of names. Um, you know, besides the JT Millers and you know the guys that uh, uh, everybody's been talking about, I've been reading all kinds of uh, uh, names out there. So it'll be interesting to see which way Drury goes. Okay, okay. Um, now, if you want to ask Scott anything or ask myself anything uh, as far as not only what you just said, but just uh, anything question in general as far as the last couple of games and looking forward? or Well, I mean, you know, like I said, we've talked about the five-on-five. Five. Um, you know, I mean, the lack of depth right now, you tell me what you guys think. I mean, you know, with guys like Ackman and Cooley and Matt Robertson – uh, you know, guys are going to be coming up. Uh, I'm happy that we've seen Morgan Barron for a couple of games. I'd like to see him, you know, maybe get a little more ice time. Uh, I think once and for all, we got to see what, what, what Heedle is. I mean, you know, he shows signs, but there's no production. Um, you know, I don't know if center is the right place for him. Maybe maybe he needs to go on a wing. Gautier is another one. I really like Gautier. I love the way he goes to the net, but there's no production. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think that that third line is, is, you know, kind of in, uh, uh, in our space right now of, I, I don't really know what the definition is. We know, we know the first two lines, we know what the fourth line is. And that third line is, is seeming to be kind of becoming what a fourth line usually is on much team, kind of the dumping ground of wherever you you know, put guys that you don't want to put in the top six. So, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Oh, yeah, let's go to Scott. Uh, and I'll chime in. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, any, if you want to answer Glenn's question on the thoughts on the lines. Well, we're, we're hurting on right wing. I think we, we've all pretty much said that. And, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, well, Glenn, when when you said, you know, is Kako the savior? Now, yes, he was playing better, and I think that their offense definitely took a hit w- without him. But, yeah, I mean, it's not like we're waiting for, uh, you know, like an injured Panarin to come back. Right. I think that will improve things. I don't think that's, you know, the uh, – what's the cliche I'm looking for? I don't know, you know. Just enter cliche in there for, you know, like the <laughs> – he's not the savior is, is what – is what we're getting at. And, um, you know, there's a lot of names being thrown around, uh, you know, as we in trade season here. And 
you know, Vancouver supposedly is asking for, you know, their firstborn kid for, for JT Miller. So we, and we, we think we all agreed we don't want to, uh, you know, go the state of the route and give away the future. And I had mentioned this a couple times, and I was kind of joking when I said it, Phil Kessel. And you know mm-hmm. what? I'm, I'm not joking anymore. He's right wing. He's 34, um, which, yeah, okay, so they're not going to have him for five years. But, you know, he's still productive, and he's, you know, he's going to be a UFA, and there's zero chance of him re-signing with, with, with Arizona, zero. Mm. So, you know, they know he's gone. I, I can't see that being that expensive of a trade. You, you know, we, I think we have, we have, two, we have a pair of, of second round and fourth round. You know, I'd be okay with one of those second round picks, and I'm sure Arizona would be very happy with that. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we've got, you know, the heatle to, to throw in if need be. Um, you know, I think a guy like Kessel could really help things. And, and, the, and again, the important part is it's not an expensive trade for a guy of that age. He's still productive. He's obviously the guy can score, uh, guy can make plays. So, um, you know, without having to give away the farm, I, I think that's, uh, you know, I'm no longer joking about what I say, Phil Kessel. What do you guys think? Well, I've never been a huge fan of Kessel. Um, I, I think we'd be giving up a little bit of – now, I'm not saying don't go out and get him uh, because he is still productive uh, and he might be rejuvenated on a on a better team. Um, but, I mean, I, th- I, I, I think at this point he's a little slow. It might hurt us defensively a little bit, especially if you're going to plug him in on the second line with Strom and Panarin. Um, uh, he, I've always kind of thought of him more as uh, – kind of a power play specialist as well. And, you know, they're not going to break up the, the first power play unit unless they take Strom off and put a Kessel in, which I guess is possible. Um, I agree that it wouldn't take much to get them. Uh, and I, I want to keep those assets if we want to go out and get something bigger. Uh, I don't want to uh, give up the farm. So, you know, Kessel is one of the names that's been thrown around. I certainly would not be against uh, getting him, but, you know, he comes with a couple of warnings, I think. So, um, you know, if we're worried about the five-on-five offense, he'd, he'd certainly be uh, a help. Uh, so, uh, and, and also a short-term help. We wouldn't have to worry about him, you know, next year. So, um, with with other guys, like I said, coming up. So, uh, you know, he might be a good fit for, for the stretch run in the playoffs. Uh, be very interesting, and it wouldn't take much to get him. I would say on, on Kessel, um, I'm not opposed to it. And if the deal is there and we don't have to give up a lot, sure, you can assure up your offense. Uh, theoretically, it should improve. But my theory is, do you want to get stronger where you're already strong at? Or do you want to get stronger where you're, you, uh, where you're kind of, kind of I would say weak, but you can improve? I really think if they have the move within the next couple of weeks within this deadline to get the veteran defensemen, and you could really say we have five out of six defensemen at any given time that could really play two uh, – most of them could play two-way hockey, especially with Fox, uh, Keandre Miller, and, and, and to a degree uh, Truba, and you add somebody strong behind there. I like that going more into the playoffs when games – are not going to be as high scoring, and then also you have Shosturkin in there. I like. I'm a defensive guy. Um, offense uh, can come and go in any sport when it comes into the playoffs. 
Uh, I would go that route first and look at the options there first. But if the move is there for the improve the offense and throw him in there on, on the second line, because uh, Scott, if you're going to grab him, I, he's got to play second line. You would you wouldn't put him on the third line whether Capacco gets back or not. So I would think you would throw him with that Panera line, and then that you mm-hmm. would think, okay, you, he's going to get a lot of opportunities if that's the that's the case. So I'm not opposed to it. But for me personally, if you could do both without giving up a lot, then great. But I'm probably more for the veteran defenseman uh, first. If that's not there, then, yeah, I'm cool with the Kessel move if you could improve the 5-on-5. Five five. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think Steve is right. We certainly need to uh, get a defenseman. I mean, we were, I was just talking about if they want to, you know, do something offensively, not precluding uh, obtaining a veteran defenseman uh, as well. So uh, I, I haven't really seen a lot of Arizona. I don't know. Maybe they've got some uh, a veteran defenseman or two that they might be willing to uh, add into a package. So, uh, you know, if they went after Kessel, that's uh, – you know, I guess a possibility. I mean, I'm like Steve with Kessel. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm kind of lukewarm to it. I, I, I would hope Drury would see a little more of what's out there and 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 what it would cost to bring in. And and again, the 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 thing to think about is Strom. What you know, are they going to bring somebody in who's got a couple of years left and and let Strom walk, or try to move him, or are they going to try to resign him? Uh, you know, I don't necessarily think that uh, that decision has to be made by the trade deadline. Uh, but, you know, that's something that they might want to take into consideration as well if they're going to bring in somebody who's a, an unrestricted free agent just for the run or if they're going to bring somebody in who's got a couple of years left on the contract. So uh, that's certainly a, a consideration, I think, going into the deadline as well. All right, Scott, you got anything else you'd like to add to that? Or uh, it's as far as um, the chemistry on the 505? Yeah, the, the chemistry, I mean, the, the, he keeps changing the lines, um, which means, you know, they don't really have, I mean, yeah, and, and they're for the most part finding combinations that have been working, um, but I have no problem inserting, a, you know, someone else in the, uh, you know, uh, to trade for somebody in the top six because it's not like our top six is is the same every night and uh, and and you know they haven't really been producing and again especially since you know since Kako was out so um, I agree I forgot which one of you gentlemen said that we obviously would not mess with that first power play unit um, of course not um, you know I guess there's room for him on the second but um, and. and and of course, I'm open to other players as well. Uh, he, he's just really the only one that I was really doing any research on, because uh, you know everything, of course, is speculation. So I just didn't want to burden myself with it. When in you know, the next couple of weeks, I'm sure we'll hear some actual rumors. From now, there hasn't really been any rumors. It's just been, uh, you know, players, you know, various articles of players the Rangers should go after, and of course, everybody on the groups interprets that as rumors. <laughs> so once the actual rumors start, then. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be better prepared with uh, other, other possible uh, other possible fits, but uh, there's really no point to it now and, and until, you know, things start heating up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
Glenn, if you have anything else, we could talk about these upcoming games. Um, St. Louis uh, has played very well, very good hockey. And, oh, Scott, you're, the return of Batman himself, Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, we get to see mm-hmm. him come back <laughs> on Garden Ice. Uh, he used to have a lot of uh, interesting thoughts on Pavel. Um, I, I've seen him actually play in person this season. They, they're they an interesting team. They're not the, really the fastest of bunch. But but they'll take the, they'll take advantage of any open opportunity, and then when Tereschenko has came back and then moving Braden Shea Shin to the uh, third and fourth lines, uh, adding Assad. Um, what are you looking at as far as versus the Blues um, on Wednesday, Glenn? Uh, what how do you look at uh, St. Louis overall? I think they play very good hockey. I mean they're kind of neck and neck with the Rangers this year as far as points. And wins. Uh, they had a nice win in, in Toronto like a week or two ago. Yeah, uh, they've been playing well, man. I mean, what? Are, how do you look at them? Um, you know, they, they you know, since the, of course since the Stanley Cups a couple of seasons ago. But it, well, the matchup versus them, and and also uh, even even in the, jer- the game versus Jersey on the game after that. Yeah, well, I mean, I've always liked the Blues. You know, they're, they're as you say, they're not a, a super fast team, but uh, they're a heavy team. They're a, they're a hard mm-hmm. team to play against. They they forecheck, they backcheck, they play good defense. Uh, they're getting very good goaltending now. Uh, Bennington got off to a really bad start, so they plugged in Vili uh, Huso, uh, and he's uh, he's been playing very very well. But now Bennington is starting to kind of get his foot in the door to to get back in, too. We just had a shutout the other day. Uh, so, you know, you're going to be facing a heavy team with good goaltending, a team that, that has guys that can score. Uh, Bush doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, Bush is a talented player. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a go because of his salary and because of uh, Kako. And, you know, there just wasn't – you know, if you look at the Rangers now, if they kept Bush, where are they going to play it? Where is he going to be? On the third line? Um, you know, or on the first line, and then you got Lafreniere on the third line? I mean, just I think it was a, a, a numbers game uh, as far as uh, Bushnevich. And, you know, the thing that makes that deal look even worse is that Sammy Blade lasted for a month, and then he's out for the rest of the year. So you don't, you don't see him. You don't see the return that uh, the Rangers got for Bushnevich. So, I mean, it looks like an awful trade, but, you know, if you guys remember, after the first month of the season, we were all talking about how much we love Sammy play and how much he was bringing to the team, the energy, and, uh, you know, and then he goes down, and now it looks like we got nothing for Bushnevich. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to change, you know, next year when Blaze is back. We have to remember he is going to be back. So that's uh, another uh, another roster spot that's going to be taken. Uh, but but the Blues are a good team, especially at home. That's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, and I think the Rangers play the Blues the first home game back after the uh, the homestand. So uh, Rangers are going to see them twice in the next uh, 10 days or so. Um, but, uh, you know, they're a very good line. That top line is really good. Ryan O'Reilly I really like. Tarasenko is playing well. Uh, they're going to be a, a – they're going to be a tough team to – it's going to be a tough matchup for the Rangers on Wednesday. Uh, can they win? Sure. Uh, when you got Shesterkin playing the way he's playing, you can beat anybody. Uh, so he gives us that confidence that no matter who they're playing, 
you know, you, you can win a, a 2-1 game or a, a one nothing game. Um, but, you know, it, Winnipeg is playing better. Dallas is, is uh, got a lot of uh, weapons as well. Um, so this is going to be a tough, this is going to be a tough road trip. Uh, again, which why it hurt so much on Sunday not to get those two points. But, uh, you know, maybe going on the road will we'll help them shake them uh, out of their little funk that they were in on Sunday. And, uh, uh, you know, they can get back on the road to uh, to winning. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I just – I'm worried about the, the scoring. Uh, and thank God we got you start because he keeps us in game. See, even that game on – and I'm not blaming Georgiev uh, for Sunday. I mean, maybe one of the goals – he might want to have back, but I'm not really blaming him. I mean, you play the guy once a month, and uh, you know what can you expect? There were there were there were some games over the last month where I think all of us said, "Well, I'd expect your game to play this game or play that game," and 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 uh, Gallant never put him in. Uh, so, you know, what do you expect when you when you uh, have a goalie not play for a month? And I don't think your game is the type of goalie that can do that. He's not a spot starter. He's got to play more often than that. Uh, so, um, you know, I think that caused a little bit of a problem too, but if, if, you know, if we're down two nothing after the first period and Shesterkin is in there, I'm kind of feeling that that game stays two nothing until the Rangers can get something going. It doesn't become four nothing. So, you know, I mean, that's what Igor brings to this team. He, he's, kept them in games time and time again until they can get their feet under them. And uh, I'm expecting him to have to do that on this tough road trip. Uh, before we go to Scott, let me ask you this question, because RP kind of mentioned yeah. it last week. Uh-huh. Um, and you just, you alluded to it. What about getting Gurgiev more starts? Uh, Shesterkin, you, you, you don't want to wear him down. How do you balance the two? Well, like I said, Steve, there were some games in the last month where we were talking and saying, oh, Georgiev will probably get this game, Georgiev will probably get that game, and mm-hmm. Gallant didn't didn't put him in for whatever reason. Um, you know, you could say the team was winning, you don't want to break up a, a good thing and all that, and I understand that. But, um, you know, and you know I've been saying all season, too, about I'm worried about overworking Shesterkin. Uh, not just from, uh, you know, the fact that he's not going to be used to playing all the games that he's going to have to play and then try to go deep in the playoffs. But, you know, when guys get a little tired, he's had some groin problems, it's real easy to pull a groin again. And then that will be a disaster. So, um, you know, I, I think Alon's got to try and find some kind of balance where he's got to get Georgiev into some of these games. Um because, uh, you know, you can't keep throwing him out there and losing every game that he plays. Uh, the, the backup's got to, you know, the backup's got to get you some points too. And, uh, um, you know, playing him, deploying him the way he's doing it right now, I think it, it hurts Georgiev's confidence. He, he's not a guy who seems to be uh, real strong-willed. Um, he also seems to me kind of an emotional guy. He's not happy with the way things have gone this year. Um I told you that I saw, and maybe it's nothing, but I saw after games that the Rangers win. He, when when the team lines up to to go congratulate the goalies at the end of the game, I mean, Georgiev hardly acknowledges him. A, a little fist to the chest or something, skate right away. Um, so I think he's he's not handling this 
as well as you'd like to see. So maybe getting him in some games kind of will boost his confidence and make him feel a little more part of the team. Uh, But I think it's also important. I mean, they're in the playoffs. You want to stay in the top three, of course. Um, I don't know how much Washington is a threat to us, to be honest. Um, So, you know, you got to balance that where you need to keep up and you need to, you know, get the points that you got to get. But, uh, you know, we've still got some games that you can put Georgiev in there. I think there's just got to be a better balance because I think it'll be better for Shesterkin and I think it'll be better for Georgiev. Okay, Coach Scott, uh, you want uh, anything else you'd like to add? Matchup versus the Blues in upcoming games and anything else, anything else guys like to add? And we go around the rest of the league and get final thoughts after that, too. Hey, Steve, let me throw one more, Steve, let me throw one more thing in there before we, we get off track. Um, you know, I, I probably have as much confidence in Keith Kincaid as I do in Georgia right now. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking about Kessel, you think Arizona could use Georgiev? You know, in a, in, well, I in mean, a trade, maybe he could be part of a package, and then you go with Kincaid as your backup. I mean, I wouldn't be they're probably not going to re-sign <laughs> Georgiev. They're probably not going to re-sign him. So, how much, you know, how much help is he giving you right now? Yeah, uh, Scott, what are your thoughts on that with the moves with Arizona? You know, they're on the lowly. In, in, in the Pacific, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And then also, any additional thoughts of these upcoming games? Uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, we, we, I was thinking the other day about how difficult it would be to trade uh, Georgiev because, you know, he's not a starter. He's not going to be a starter anywhere. Uh, so he's basically just looking for a better backup role. You know, maybe a backup role where he can get more ice time, get a fresh uh, you know, change of pace. He doesn't. If he goes to Arizona, he surely doesn't have to worry about angry crowds booing him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, what are they yeah. playing? Uh, they're playing in like a uh, like a county rec rink next year or something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> wherever they're gonna play. <laughs> so yeah, he just needs a change of pace. I mean, I, I, again, I don't think he will ever become a starter. You know, good for him if he does. If he goes somewhere, shines as a backup, and then you know couple years later gets promoted uh but here he has no future he knows that glenn i agree he you can tell it on his face he doesn't like mm-hmm. the scenario you know he's playing in madison square garden and not only is he the backup at madison square garden but he's not a good one and he knows that and uh and uh, yeah i think he definitely knows that uh they're he's not even getting normal backup uh playing time because they're so Afraid yeah. of that. And, you know, he wasn't this bad the last couple of years. He wasn't terrible. So, yeah, it's definitely something mental, something with his head. Um, and, you know, maybe if, if they can, hopefully he's tradable. Um, yeah, it's great. Pack, package him in with Kessel, definitely. It, we can uh, show you the walk to uh, somewhere else for the, for the big trade. <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Arizona's number one goaltender is Scott Wedgwood. <laughs> Uh, who's given up like you know four or five goals a game? Um, okay, so, then I know, stand corrected. Then Georgiev uh, absolutely can compete for the starting job in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, that, that's why I'm saying that he would be an upgrade there. And you know, you trade him to the Western Conference so that when what usually happens when Rangers trade dies, he's in the Western Conference, so he can only shut the Rangers out twice a year instead of four times. <laughs> 
You know, he absolutely would do that game. Well, that game has got shut out the Rangers all over it. Oh, you know it. Oh, you know it. You know it. Um, but that might be a possibility too. You know, I mean, maybe we 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 get his uh, two and a half million. I mean, he's he's not going to be back next year. You can't bring him back. So yeah. I think he's making two and a half million. So, you know, Arizona's one team in the league of probably a handful that he might actually be an upgrade to their goaltending. So, see if that happens. All right. Cool, cool. Um, Let's see. Uh, anything else you guys got to add around the league and uh, final thoughts? Uh, we can start with Glenn. Uh, feel free. Anything else around the rest of the league you want to share your thoughts? Uh, any other teams? Uh, and then, uh, how do you expect the next few games to go with the Blue Shirts? And uh, any other games you want to discuss? And then, Scott, final thoughts from you. And then, get your Batman review uh, sometime next week, guys. Uh, live looking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you look you look around the league. We've been saying for a couple of weeks now that it pretty much looks like the uh, the East is is pretty well set, uh, except for playoff positioning. Um, you know, Columbus is is has made a little bit of a run. Uh, I think they won something like seven out of nine or something like that. Uh, Detroit uh, has been playing well, but uh, I mean, these teams don't have the, 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 the power to, to catch Boston or catch Washington. They're just, even if they're just 10 points behind, that's too much of a hole, I think, for them to dig out of. So, so the East is pretty well set just for who's going to play who in the, uh, in the playoffs. Uh, the West is starting to solidify a little bit, but you know you got you got some teams that are falling out, like San Jose. You got other teams like Vancouver who's starting to to play up. Uh, the Kings are, are surprising me the way they're hanging in there. Uh, Colorado is just a, a dynamo right now. I mean they're 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 tough to beat home or or away. Um, you know Nashville's hanging in there. Minnesota's dropped off a little bit. Uh, so, you know, there's still quite a race going on out in, in the West to, to see who's going to make the playoffs. And, uh, again, like I said, uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, that's really going to impact some of the trade scenarios because if there are teams out West that think they can make the playoffs, um, they're not going to be looking to sell off some of their talent. I mean, that's why, especially right now, I mean, I don't understand why Vancouver would want to move J.T. Miller. I mean, they got him for another year. They're making a move toward the playoffs. Um, I don't understand why they would want to move him. Uh, it just, it, it I'll, I, I'm to a point now where I'd almost be shocked if they did because I don't understand why they would want to. Um, but you know, that's that's going to impact some of the, the the trade scenarios because teams are not going to want to move guys if they think they can make the playoffs. So uh, you know, we might we might see more action with some of the uh, Eastern Division teams than uh, teams out west. So uh, that'll probably clarify itself a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. But it's real interesting what's going on out west. Teams up, teams down. Uh, teams look like they're down, then they bounce back. Uh, it's just uh, it's hard to keep up with that west of what's going on with the playoff picture. Right, Shout-out to Glenn, man. Thank you very much for your thoughts, man, on on our on our squad and, our, and around the league. And then Scott, sure. feel free, your final thoughts as well, man. And then we'll wrap up. Um, no, my around the league, uh, Boston, and yeah, like Glenn said, the the in the East, the playoff, the teams that are in the 
playoff scene right now. I don't see much parity there because there is such a huge drop-off after Boston. So everybody's just, you know, going through their hot and cold spells. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, Washington's a huge surprise. They've, uh, they, you know, their, their wheels are coming off. Uh, I think they will correct it because they, they were very good for the first half of the season or were they just playing above their heads? Who knows? I don't know. But uh, yeah, they're, they're not doing well. And uh, Boston, I think has won five in a row. You knew that was going to happen. Um, you know, when they added Taylor Hall and I think they added someone else at the deadline last year um, that really made them a powerhouse. I mean, we had trouble with them without Marshan and Bergeron. They're probably, you know, two of, if not their two best players out. And we still had trouble with them and had to go to a shootout with them. Uh, uh, I guess we wouldn't be proper Ranger fans if we didn't acknowledge that uh, although the uh, Islanders still alive, um, maybe <laughs> two more calls we can uh, we can officially pop the champagne for the end of their season. But uh, those those nine games at hand is down to four, and they have not made up any ground, so that's good news. But uh, they haven't completely imploded yet. But um, hopefully, we got about two more weeks on that. <laughs> Uh, I guess those are my teams of note. <laughs> Shout out to Scott, man. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of games on every other day basis. And, um, yeah, Sunday's game was a letdown. But it, like what Scott said, uh, I agree. Um, they they play so well. Even on the back-to-back, you would like to see them come out better after losing. But, um I'm not even going to blame it on the lack of depth. It was just a lack of energy and the, uh, one bad goal, bad transition here, a sequence there. Vancouver played hard and they they earned the right to get the two points. But we got to look forward. We got to look ahead. And I think this is a nice bounce back game versus a quality opponent in the Blues. Uh, like uh, Glenn said, the Blues have played very well this season. They've played very well on the road, um, I think. Uh, some of the games I saw them play. Uh, in Toronto, um, the Nashville, of course, in, in, in a division, um, played when they played Florida, a game I was at, they, they, they had the, the, the Panthers on the ropes, but you know, the Rangers, um, I, I think the Rangers could come back and, and win. And hopefully that will be the case because they play a slowdown game that actually plays into the Rangers hands and Rangers tempo and the Rangers have shown, um, after a bad loss, they could come out and, give you a, a good goal performance, i.e. look at what happened after the Carolina game, and they beat up on a poor Coyote game uh, the very next day. Uh, we'll, we'll try to see if we kind of get some sort of results like that. But we'll be back next Tuesday. We're actually going to be um, – uh, I, I don't know about uh, Scott or Glenn, but we'll be here uh, if they want to join. Of course, live looking, meaning the game will be in session. As, as we, you know, it's an 8 o'clock game in Minnesota. We're going to jump on. As the game is in session, we'll talk what we see right in the moment. So by the time we get on, it'll probably be about the second period, and we'll talk about it. Live looking versus the Wild in Minnesota, so, so uh, or so St. Steve, Paul in St. Paul, really. Steve, Steve, you gonna be happy with five points on this road trip, or you want more? Five. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be happy with five too. Let's see. St. Louis, uh, after the home game versus St. Louis, let's see. Let's see. You got Winnipeg, uh, Dallas, Minnesota, and St. Louis. That sounds about right. We could, I'll sign up for yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll sign up for that. I'll be happy with Fox. Yep. Cool. Hopefully we do, and we'll, we'll talk about it here. Shout out to Glenn Scott, RP, Ring Podcast from Ranger Power, ready for the Blues episode, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Guys, enjoy your movies, and your shows, <laughs> and the hockey. Let's go, Rangers. Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.